Hey everybody, we're back. Um, I got Piper here. Piper, say hi to everybody. Hey everybody, I'm excited to be back with you. Hey, we're back, and um, I think we're ready to go. Um, what is um, what are we going to talk about before I give my disclaimer? Tonight we're talking about the Dunning Kruger effect. Oh, that's going to be cool. But we're going to call it Duck and Cover. It's the Duck and Cover, but like. But, I, but do you know where Duck and Cover came from? I really don't. In the 1950s, they had these videos that came out where they were telling children in school. Should I, wait, wait, do I need to say my disclaimer first? Yeah, you should probably say your disclaimer. Go or ahead. Sh should I, or do you want to go ahead and finish the ducking No, I'm cover? just saying, I think it goes along with the Dunning-Kruger, because it's hard to But remember. you're not going to offend anybody right now. And I'm not trying to offend anybody. Okay, go for it. Then, then I'll do it. I'm saying these videos came out in the 1950s where they were trying to educate children if anything happened at school. Ah, to get under I think I vaguely remember this. And duck duck and heads. cover. It was called duck and cover. They had these. What is the other videos. one called? Like when you catch on fire? Stop! Stop! Drop and roll. Yeah, that has nothing to do with. What I don't know why I thought of that right now. I mean, this is mostly about the Dunning Kruger duck and cover effect. Okay, right? I want to go like to my disclaimer. To we we got to go to the disclaimer. We got to go to the disclaimer. Okay, go ahead. All right. So before we start, as we all know, the disclaimer. My name is Sophie. This is my podcast with my lovely wife, Piper, and I don't know what I'm supposed to say, but I will tell you what I believe. So please, don't ask me if your baby is cute, and don't ask me if you're fat. Did I do that right, Piper? Yeah, I think that's right. It's I been a minute. It's been a minute. So the Dunning-Kruger, which I'm going to rewind prior to the Dunning-Kruger, because I never knew what the Dunning-Kruger was, but what gave me the insight to come up with a dialogue that I wrote, which I'm going to share with you guys. But do you want to hear what the duck and cover videos were about? Go with that. Let's start with there. Let's start with the duck and cover. Go. The duck and cover was not to make children afraid. It was if anything happened in the school that they could get under their desk. They had a hard surface. It was to maximize their ability to survive. Protect themselves. An earthquake, a tornado, anything. So I equated that with the Dunning-Kruger because it's hard to remember names. But if you remember Duck and Cover, it's the same thing. So we if want, we, we empower people with survive. knowledge, right? and you empower people to do, know what to do in a crisis mode, you don't panic. You just do the next right thing. Exactly. So I thought that was a perfect lead into I like that. I actually do. Um, so let's go with... Um, the Dunning-Kruger, but before we go to the Dunning-Kruger, do you think I should first share the experience or should I give my dialogue? Maybe your dialogue. I think that's helpful. Okay. You know, you want a relational story. Okay, so I had an experience, which I'm going to share um, after I share with you my dialogue. And in this experience, it caused me a lot of confusion. Yes, I got confused. And... I came up with this, opinions lacking knowledge or experience is the highest form of arrogance. Now, why is that? I think you should say that again, because that, that is such a, a kind of a fronting statement. It is, I guess. Because arrogance seems... You know, like it's a negative thing. You know, how about this? How about this? Like While I do that, I'm going to read it. Google what the definition of arrogance is. Yeah, absolutely. I think it'll be good. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so I'm going to say it one more time. So I had an experience, and obviously 
um, I'm going to share you that experience, which led me to come up with this dialogue, which I thought I was smart, that I thought of something on my own, but this actually is going to relate to the Dunning-Kruger. Opinions lacking knowledge or experience is the highest form of arrogance. One more time, one more time. Yeah, I mean, it really needs to... I mean, I really want y'all to hear this because I think the majority of people, and I'm sorry, yes, the majority... And in the South, we say opinions are like noses. It is, and I think it has their opinion. But the question is, is do you have the knowledge and experience? You know, 90% of the time, people usually don't. So here we go. Opinions lacking knowledge or experience is the highest form of arrogance. What is arrogance? So here's the definition of arrogance. Just curious. Exaggerating or disposed to exaggerate one's own worth or importance, often by an overbearing manner and arrogant official. Okay, now do you know how well this is gonna tie in with the Dunning-Kruger? Okay, so now I'm gonna give you guys the definition of the Dunning-Kruger, which I learned after I came up with my dialogue, I like to do a lot of research about it, you know, because I, enjoy learning stuff um, and progressing to understand things better. So what is the Dunning-Kruger effect? The Dunning-Kruger effect is a cognitive bias in which people wrongfully overestimate their knowledge or ability in a specific area. This tends to occur because a lack of self-awareness prevents them from accurately assessing their own skills. First of all, I'm impressed that I read this on my own. Typically, Piper reads for me, but she did not read. I did this on my own. Yes, she did. But that actually is basically saying almost kind of what the ter- uh, the definition of arrogance is. Absolutely. So, the story, right? What what triggered this to happen? So, I like to ask questions. I like to understand things, um, which I've learned can frustrate people, and I really don't do it to frustrate people, I do it to understand. Um, so I'm, and in respect for this individual, I'm not gonna say their name, or anything to where a person can even figure out who this person is. But either way, so I can't even say where the event is, I just thought about that Piper. I can't even see like the time frame because in the time frame, if you say it, people can kind of guess who it might be. So I'm not even going to say that. I'm not even going there. But I'm going to tell you the experience. So I'm at this area with a couple of people in the area. And I'm having a conversation with one of them, specifically one. And this individual had a... Somehow the, the conversation came along the lines that we were discussing criminals. And this individual was very um, sincere to the to the criminal and wanted to see how we can rehabilitate the individual, et cetera, et cetera, and how we should not put him in in jails or prisons, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I said, I said, that's very interesting, right? It's interesting. That's that's that person's perception on what they think should be done. And it's some of what's happening right now. California. Oh, yeah. well, let's, they're let's, releasing prisoners on the streets. Well, I will say this um, off the note: the best way to predict one's future behavior is past behavior. Uh, who would have thunk it? So back to back to the story. 
So I looked at this individual and I'm just, and, and, and please, I'm asking questions so I can understand. I asked this individual, have you ever had a child raped or murdered? They paused and they said, no. I said, so you've never had a child raped or murdered? They said, no. I said, but yet you're telling the victim's family how the criminal should be treated. And you've never experienced that. And I'm grateful that you've never experienced it. But who are you to say how that criminal should be treated when it wasn't your child that got raped and murdered? I think your words were, who are you to be so arrogant? Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I was going to go there. I'm going to go there. After there was a confused look, see, I was kind of leading up to the moment. Oh, I'm sorry. I had that Very long pause. You know, you're trying it's to... coming. Okay. So... After I said that, there was a pause, because obviously this individual never thought of this. After that pause, I then proceeded in saying, you know, I'm a very confident individual. Some may say too confident, but I'm very confident. But I don't possess that arrogance that you possess. I don't know how you do that, because I, I cannot read into other people's minds. I know, God forbid, if that was my child, I would want to possess that criminal's life, period. That's what I would want. Others might be different, right? I don't think anything's wrong with it. Piper, what would you want out of curiosity? Hypothetically, if somebody raped and murdered your child. In the middle of the night, you should not close your eyes. There you go. I'm coming for you. There you go. Everybody's different. So, you know, your, your perception is solely based on your own experiences. And, you know, and fortunately, fortunately, this person's never experienced that, but yet they had the utopia of an opinion how to solve this problem. So then let's take it one step further. So then the conversation proceeded, okay? And somehow, you know, my goal is to give people insight. It really is to give people insight. I'm not trying to antagonize an individual I'm, I'm working on my approach so it doesn't seem, as the word Piper has told me, I can be very offensive. I'm really not trying to be offensive. I'm just trying to convey a message. And, and, and conveying this message, the best way for a person to see it is when they gain insight. So, Well, and you're trying to engage that person by asking questions instead of making derogatory statements. Well, what we've learned is when you make a statement to an individual, statement. what happens? We get defensive. But when you ask a question... The goal is for a person to hear themselves, and then through the answering the question, here's an example. Are you ready? I'm going to do it with Piper. She doesn't know what's coming. Are you ready? Here we go. Piper, what's five times six? Thirty. That took her two seconds to say that, right? Now, what if I said, Piper, five times six is 30? Yes. Do you see all? I made her engage. I stopped and made her have to think. So that's why I like you know, to ask the questions because then we can have an honest dialogue. And now sometimes it can go south because the person hears what they're saying. Well, and I have to tell you, most people are still on their calculator doing five times six. Yeah, a, it is what it is. You're right. <laughs> so, like, so wow, then. That lady's smart. So then um, I should have said like something weird. Like I should have said seven times eight. Yeah, you should have. Fifty-six. That's not bad. Five, six, seven, eight. You go, Piper. Bravo. Let me give her a little. Bravo. Okay. So now we're going to go back to the second thing. So because my goal really here now is to gain, try to give them some insight based on 
you know, their lack of lack of knowledge, experience, et cetera. Um, and I'm fortunate they did not have an experience like that. I don't I don't wish that upon anybody. So then I ask, you know, I said, I said, um, I almost said that person's name. Happy I did it. So then I said to this individual, um, do you know how you got your 401k? 401k is the retirement. You know how you got your retirement? They said, no, this individual handles that. I'm pausing because I'm making sure I don't say these people's names. So bear with me. Um, so then I said, do you pay any of the bills in the house? I mean, do you, do you manage any of the finances? No, no, I don't. This individual does. Okay. Um, so you're not aware how you got your retirement. You don't do any of the invest investing. You don't pay any of the bills. Is that correct? Yes. I don't do any of that, but guess what? This individual will be the person to tell the government and you how to spend money. So I find that very interesting how a person who openly will tell me, I don't have experience, I don't know, do, have the knowledge base, and I don't even do it, but yet I still have the right way of knowing how to do it. That's when a 20-year-old tells you as a mom who has two kids what you should be doing. Exactly. I'm going to lead into that. So, so then I said the, my same sentence you know, that I said before. I'm a very confident individual, right? But again, I don't possess that arrogance that you have because when I don't have a knowledge base, I will go investigate it to understand it. And I will tell people, I'm ignorant to this. Give me a couple of days. Let me see if I can figure it out. But what is that doing? It's basically showing vulnerability on my end to say, I don't know something. So who cares? If you don't know it, you don't know it. But yet we don't do that. So one more time, you know, opinions lacking knowledge or experience is the highest form of arrogance. Duck and cover. Duck and cover. Dunning-Kruger. So Dunning-Kruger. So here we go now. Now I'm going to take it one step further. Okay, I'm going to take it one step further for everybody here. We are allowing children with absolutely no knowledge, no experience, seeing the world the first time to make decisions that they desperately need parents to make for them. And I don't want to get into political or guidance. or guidance. And I don't want to go political on right or wrong. I don't want to talk about that. But I don't know if a five-year-old should be making a decision on their sex. If you're 18 years old, by all means, whatever direction you choose, if you want to say, I was born this and I want to be something else. But for a five-year-old who doesn't even understand sex, hormones, any of that stuff, no knowledge, no experience, I mean, negative, to make a choice. And then for a child to make choices on what to eat, okay? I mean, I've had people come into my house and say, this eight-year-old is going to make all their choices for what they want to eat this weekend. My next question would be to that person, does your child, is that child aware of what calories are, what sugars are, what um, healthy, not healthy? No, they need the parent to make these choices. It, it blows my mind. I mean, it's like a mother bear 
knows if I have a cub, I have to teach them how to survive. I have to teach them how to go kill another animal for food and, and eat berries or whatever bears do for food and hunting, right? If that parent allowed the cub to make its own choices with no guidance, you know what happens to that cub? Another fucking animal eats it. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it gets eaten. I, 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 it just blows my mind. It's my... Just, I think it's an important time for us to give a definition of life. Go, Piper. Give it to us. Because, you know, you, you're always trying to define your life, but what really is life? And the great Dr. Smith came Tarzan up with Smith, a, Tarzan senior greatness. Smith, senior greatness, came up with a definition, and, and I haven't found anything better. Life is information preserved by natural selection. Oh, then, okay, then you have to get natural selection because the, a lot of people want to know what is natural selection. And I think it's an amazing thing, natural selection. Um, what I was going to say was off the subject while Piper gets that in general off the topic Piper just let me finish this little bit of statement before you jump in so natural selection the best way to explain it to you guys is if you look at birds in nature in general bell curve but the majority of birds the most beautiful birds the most astonishing looking birds are they male or female Typically, they're males. Why? Because of natural selection. Because the female species selected the mate that they wanted with those traits. And if that, if that male bird did not have the specific prettiest beak, the biggest feathers, it would not procreate with that one or the next one. So through natural selection, that bird, the peacock's feathers got, the male's feathers got massive, which actually requires more energy for the bird and is more susceptible for prey because it stands out. But the... the which means women live longer. Absolutely. They do because <laughs> through natural there, selection, the, the, the male species wants to do whatever it can do to procreate with the female. And then the picky female bird says, not you, your beak is not bright enough. Oh, no, not you, your, your feathers aren't long. Oh, you're the specimen, then that specimen passes it on to the next one, and then the next one, that, and that, can you give us a definition of natural selection? Hopefully it ties up with this bird thing that I just said. The process whereby organisms better adapted to their environment tend to survive and produce more offspring. There you go. So the male bird and the female bird, actually the offspring is determined on what the female bird wants. And what they believe is going to be a trait for a better survival. That's compare with the survival of the fittest. There you go. Says. So that was just a little thing off on the birds. Um, where else were we going with this, Piper? I know we talked about the Dunning Kruger. I gave you okay. So I wanted to go back to the 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 whole because we kind of jumped into the bear thing. I don't like to tell people what to do, but I think as a Parenting is not easy. It's the hardest thing I've ever done in my life, and thank God for mothers. But it is very, very challenging. But I will tell you this. When I look back at the, the challenges that we've had, if the fundamental goal of the family isn't to make your offspring succeed in life and do the next right thing for them, 
not only are you hurting those, your children, you're hurting society. And I think what we have to look at is, as a parent, we have experiences. We've made mistakes. We've done dumb, dumb things, um, stupid things. And those experiences, we should help educate our children into not doing and help guide them in a path where they don't have to make those mistakes. And I think it's hard to be a parent. I, I don't think it is, I know it is. It's, it's a struggle because it's easier to just put your kid in front of a computer. But I would challenge you as a parent to do the next right thing. And what is the next right thing? Parenting. Who would have thunk it? Asking questions. You know. Reducing it, your child's sensitivity, being able to get up after being knocked down, not taking the world in and saying, I don't think I'm going to make it. Always being able to stand up and say, I'm going to do the next right thing. Teaching them what that is. Well, Teaching them to ask that I, question. I, I, I will say this. question to gain more knowledge if they don't have it? I, I look at, you know, what, what generation would you say your parents are, Piper? Um, the baby boomers? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. So I, I think as, as time progressed, when we came into this, this great country and, and, and um, created America, it was very hard in the beginning. And then, and then the next generation made it a little, bit, a little bit better, right? Made it a little bit better for a livelihood. But I think the baby boomers, and, I, and I'm sorry, baby boomers, but I'm going to say this. I think you guys overcompensated. And I think you went over the edge to make it entirely too easy. And two, what's a good word, Piper? I don't want to offend. It's too easy. And these, these kids, my generation, um, are struggling. And they're struggling because of the overcompensation that y'all baby boomers did to make their life too, too easy. You know, it's, it's, it's looking at that child and being honest with them at a child, you know, we're, we are all not created equal, but we should be treated fairly. And I've used this example before, you know, you, and uh, please don't take this the wrong way. That movie, Rudy, I, I know it's supposed to be a heartwarming movie. And I know I'm probably going to get people very frustrated when I say this, but I'm going to tell you why I don't like that movie because it's not real life. This guy, the only reason he played a down in that university was because, not because of his athletic ability, because all the seniors refused to play unless he played a down. That's fine. It's great. But now all this effort that he put in trying to be a football player, which he did not have the, the athletic ability, okay, really couldn't play the sport. And I'm, I'm, and I'm not trying to be mean when I say this. Please, I'm really not. Can you imagine if somebody was honest with this kid and say, you know what? Maybe football is not for you. And we embrace our faults. We embrace the stuff we're not good at. Because if we can embrace what we're not good at, then you may find something that you can exploit and do extremely well. So here you go. Here's an example with me. No matter how much steroids you give me, and you can give me Michael Jordan as a one-on-one -on -one trainer, okay? I don't care what you do. 
I'm not going to be LeBron James in basketball one-on-one. I'm just not going to. I don't have the genetic ability, even with steroids and Michael Jordan as my trainer. It's just not going to happen, period. And then I would challenge, and I'm not trying to undermine LeBron James' intelligence, but he may not have the ability to look at an x-ray machine, never go to school to be able to fix it, but I can just look at it and I fixed them before. I have that ability, right? So what I'm trying to say is we are all not created equal, but we should be treated fairly. And it starts with parents being honest with their kids. Word selection is important. You don't try to humiliate or downgrade the individual, but you're trying to encourage them to realize this may not be the path. And I'm not saying like, and, and, you know, middle school and you're still not that good, that's fine. You try in high school and you're still not good. Okay, and then you try out for college and then you get cut. Okay, that's the reality. But for a person to continue and continue and continue and continue, you know, at what point do we say, you know what, this may not be the course to take. Try something different. Your thoughts, Piper? Well, I I mean, I just go back to the Dunning-Kruger opinion. Everybody has one. But if they lack knowledge or experience, it's the highest form of arrogance. And if arrogance is running your life, if they're making your decisions, whether that's a politician, whether that's a school board member, whether that's another parent telling you how you should do it, a 19-year-old looking at the situation and saying, I can't believe that mom can't get her child under control at the grocery store. You need to say to yourself, where is my knowledge and experience base? And if I don't have it, do I need to get it? And how do I get it? Asking the next right question, doing the next right thing, questioning everything that you're being told. You know, what's interesting, Piper, is I look back and, you know, we don't embrace questions in our society the way we should. And I struggled with that because when I would ask questions, teachers, uh, uncles, aunts would think I'm just trying to be an arrogant prick. When I really just want, I just wanted to understand. I really just wanted to understand. And I think if, if, if like the more, what I'm realizing is the more I know and the more I learn in life, I realize how little I know. And I think it's, it's, um, it stems back to being vulnerable and, and, and admitting not knowing something. And just go ahead. But if life is information preserved by natural selection, and natural selection is what happens in nature when an animal's too weak, when an animal can't perform, they're removed or they're killed. We are not there anymore. No, we're not. So life is different than being preserved by natural selection. It's being preserved by these opinions and arrogance and this lack of knowledge and understanding. So now you're dealing with a lot of lies that that no longer applies. You know, it's fascinating how you look at these politicians who can't even relate to middle America. or They don't know the cost of milk. Yeah, they, they can't even relate. They don't yet. know inflation because they have... A hundred million dollars. It's so fascinating. You know, when you can't relate, how can you guide? <laughs> I, I don't understand but that. But yet they have a lot of opinions about how life should be done. And not only do they have opinions, they're making law while we're not paying attention that people have no knowledge about. They don't. It's fascinating. So 
I don't know. I hope, I don't know. I hope my goal. You, I mean, I think the question is what for? Well, I think, you know, to wrap this up, you know, my goal wasn't to offend. I, I assure you. And my goal wasn't to offend with Rudy. It really wasn't. Uh, my, my true goal is, is to find something that your child can exploit and excel at. And um, I think we need to move in that direction. And just remember, next time you have an opinion, think about this statement. Opinions lacking knowledge or experience is the highest form of arrogance. All right, well, we're done. Piper, you want to say bye? Bye, everybody. Thank you so much. I hope that this is meaningful to you. We're in a difficult time in this country, and I think that we need to um, ask more questions, All right. gain more knowledge. This is Sophieism Podcast signing out. Later, y'all. Bye.